Hello. 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 Hi there. Hello and welcome to the Football Times podcast. And man, it feels good to say that again. Uh, my name is Michael Potts, a sport editor at RadioTimes.com. And I'll be here every week alongside a guest, maybe two. We'll see what happens. Who knows? Uh, we've got some special guests at some point in the season coming. Uh, but for today, we have our most esteemed guest, uh, a, a true friend of the pod, uh, Wolverhampton's finest non-Portuguese wonder kid. It's uh, Mr. Jake Wilson of BBC Match of the Day magazine. How you doing, sir? All good, thank you, sir. It is nice to be back. Oh, those rays on my face again. Football times. <laughs> nice to be back, you know, in your own home, because that is obviously what we are doing right now. Um, we took a bit of a, I, I mean, what, seven months? <laughs> what a break. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Jake for about six months now, so we're we're um, we're still we're still apart, but um, we're getting this done. We're getting this done. Um, obviously, the Premier League is coming back. That will be our main focus for now, um, and we're going to shake things up a little bit from last time. I think no, last time we did um, we brought you all the previews for all the games, how to watch it. Uh, we're going to bring you that. We're going to bring you that for the biggest games of the week. Uh, we're going to bring you lots of fantasy Premier League tips uh, because my head is battered right now with all of that and uh, just general top-tier chat. Um, starting with our wait and just laugh at everything you said today. Oh, Michael, uh, I lost you there. Oh, you lost me? Yeah, it went, like, completely went. So maybe go back from top-tier chat. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we decided to shake things up a little bit from last time out. Uh, we we're going to bring you, still bring you your weekly dose of football, your previews um, for with all the TV, TV details um, coming up. We'll also be bringing you plenty of fantasy Premier League chat because my head is completely battered this week from that. And uh, and yeah, just general top tier. I, I'm not going to say banter. I'm not going to say banter. But general top to. tier content. <laughs> Um, including uh, our way too early predictions, which will be today. Uh, so basically, when we get to May, we can look back and laugh at how wrong we were. Um, <laughs> Never to blame. Yeah, you got it, Mr. Wilson? You got it? Yeah, I'm buzzing for this. We proceed. Um, so we have a full, well, we've got eight games this weekend. Um, all of them will be on Sky Sports, apart from Fulham Arsenal, which is on BT on, uh, on Saturday lunchtime. And I guess that's a perfect place to start, Fulham versus Arsenal. Um, we'll start with Arsenal. Um, I'm a bit uneasy with how positive it is around the Emirates right now. Oh, it's so positive. The sun is shining. <laughs> I just... I'm, I don't know. I feel like we always get to this point and it's just carnage and, and, and now things are looking looking all right with the world from an Arsenal perspective. It is very nice, isn't it? Arteta has done a job there. The ethos is there. The culture is there. The third kit. The third kit. Oof. Adidas have pulled one out of the top drawer. Uh, okay. Nice blue one just, just launched. Uh, nice. It is outstanding. Anyway, so fans are excited for that. And uh, some nice signings too. It is all rosy. Somehow. So, just going back to the kids, I like the, uh, the well, no, do I like it? The bloodshot eye kit. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it, fair enough. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah, on the shelves, it's a, it's a little bit odd. But on the pitch, when they've been playing it in pre-season, it is tiny. Yeah. They've done well at Arsenal. But, um, yeah, not bad. Uh, yeah, so, I, I mean, Arsenal... 
it's all about it's all about getting that defense to work isn't it really I, I, no matter how attacking you get no matter how many you know signing contracts for Aubameyang etc you've got to get that back line marshaled a um, couple of nice centre back signings they brought in young lads um, and I thought they dug in quite they dug in deep um, during lockdown there's a couple of games where they just they were quite quite happy to hold on in big games uh, obviously Community Shield did well I'm struggling to find negatives for Arsenal going into this season. Yeah, they've been a bit more pragmatic than than maybe in the past. Arteta obviously uh, knows how he wants to play, and I don't think it is quite as pragmatically as uh, they did in lockdown, and then maybe in the Community Shield as well. Um, mm. but he doesn't have those defenders quite yet that he wants for his his passing game. But uh, with Saliba coming back, big talk about him and uh, Gabriel as well, signed from Lille. Um, could have a completely new centre back pairing, and then holding as well. Nice, nice chat about him as well. People are rosy eyed on him. It's uh, it's it's positive again. And I like Kieran Tini. I really like Kieran Tini. I think a full season must be very, very hard coming to a new club and with an injury, and then just sort of trying to feel your way into it. But I think he's sort of prime. Whether it's the left centre back spot or is actually full on left back, uh, I think he could be a bit of a, a weapon. For them as well as a, a defensive stalwart. <laughs> I believe agreed, sir. Stalwart. 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 <laughs> um, and Aubameyang is. I mean, I mean, what what more Unreal. can we say about Aubameyang? Just Unreal. Proven class. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna bag loads, um, and he's gonna be a fair few people's fantasy Premier League captain this week against it's Fulham uh, as a midfielder. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, but yeah, they've got, so, they got so many options up top. Um, and I like the versatility. Uh, obviously, Bamiyan can play through the middle or wide. But then you've got Ainsley Maitland Niles, who they're going to keep now. And he can play in a range of positions. And then you've got Pepe and Nelson and Lacazette and Ketia Martinelli. That is stacked. Mm. Keep forgetting about Martinelli as well because he's injured. I keep, I keep remembering his impact last It was Mason Greenwood esque sort of impact last season. And you just think once you throw him into that mix. Uh, could even be starting if if Lacazette leaves or whatever happens with him. You know, if he, if he drops down the pecking order, Martinelli straight through the middle. Could, who, who knows? Who knows? It's exciting. Uh, moving on to Fulham, uh, they're back in the Premier League with Scott Parker after a season away. Um, obviously, Mitrovic is sort of the the main man. Everybody's looking at. Uh, he got got a decent goal haul last time in the Premier League uh, and was up there with the top scorers last year in the Championship. Um, I've been reliably informed by my friend that they're uh, a Fulham supporting friend um, of their number se- number forty seven Abdullah Kamara, aka aka <laughs> aka aka forty seven, has massively improved as well. And could be looking for a few goals. Um, oh, nice. I was going to say that like Mitro was the Golden Boot winner in the championship, mm-hmm. um, and no one really else in the team got near. So I think if Fulham are going to have a shot at staying up, they're going to have to get some goals from somewhere. Um, they've, they've bought Costa from Wolves. So yeah, so Mitrovic was the, the Golden Boot winner in the championship last year, but they've got to find some goals around them. They haven't really uh, added to their front line. They've bought Knockout permanently. They've got mm. Caballero as well, but they weren't prolific in the championship. And I think they've got to support him a little bit better. So that'd be a little mm. worry for Fulham off the bat. Knockout's an interesting one, isn't he? He's one of those, he's the ultimate sort of between leagues sort of players. Like, like he'll do well in the championship for every club he's been with and 
field in the Premier League with every club he's been with. So it's it's just a very in some ways the 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 new David Nugent, <laughs> the alter an Uber Nugent. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we'll see how they come along. Um, they feel like a bit of a patchwork quilt of all these rogue players, don't they, Fulham? I mean, they've always been that. Um, you know, situated by the Thames instantly brings um, some star names to to your side. Uh, Ariola signed from PSG uh, just in the last couple of days. Lamina from Southampton. They just feel like another sort of higgledy-piggledy, hodgepodge sort of side at the moment. Um, who knows what we're going to get? Yeah, it's a little worried that they're going to do it again. Like when they came up a couple of years ago, they signed a lot of bodies and they've still got them on the books. Like they've still got Seri and they've still got Zambo and, Zambo and Guisa as we record mm. this. Um, they had big wages, big money signings. And then, yeah, they're going to sign Ola Aina from Torino on permanent and Kenny Tete apparently is coming in as well. This is mm. a lot of bodies and a lot of wage if they go straight back down on permanent. Yeah. I'm always a bit worried when, when teams come up, it's the QPR model, which is just not the model to follow, where you sort of come up with this momentum, you know, momentum and, a, and a side that sort of would, um, yeah, would, would die for the cause sort of thing. And then you just bring in a lot of rogue players and, and stitch them together and, and hope for the best. But um, you would hope they'd be maybe a little more conservative this time around. Um, you know, take those away draws and, and take those even home draws, just take them, take any points you can get. Um, <laughs> We'll we'll see from them. Prediction for that one? It's hard to look past Arsenal. Um, yeah. You know, everything's so positive there. I think a couple of goals and a clean sheet would set them on a right good, right good track. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going with a I'm going with a nice two two nil Arsenal. Just a little solid one. Oh, nice. Nice. I was thinking three, but um, I'll, I'll back you on two. Yeah. Go with that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you can watch that one on. BT Sport 1 at 12.30 on Saturday, 12th of September. Uh, moving on, later in the evening on Saturday, uh, we have Liverpool versus Leeds. That's a 5.30 kickoff on Sky Sports Premier League, main event and now TV. Um, Liverpool. Liverpool. Can they do it again? Uh, they can, uh, for sure. Um, I'm not guaranteeing that they will. Um, I think they've got one particularly strong challenger again this year, maybe slightly stronger than last year. Um, but this Which we'll address later. <laughs> mm. Um, mm. It's very positive still at Liverpool. I don't think you can, like, I think the transfer window is what it has been for Liverpool for quite a while. They've, uh, they've signed Simakas from Olympiacos, is a backup left-sided defender. Um, and that's it. Klopp said that they can't compete in the transfer window quite like um, some of the other teams owned by countries and oligarchs, which I thought was, uh, <laughs> which I thought was nice before the season. Um, but they don't really need loads of players. Maybe they could do with an upgrade on Origi, someone to you know come mm. off the bench when Salah or Mane or Firmino aren't there. Hopefully Minamino's that guy. But um, injuries aside, they're still right on track. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've got Ryan Brewster in the mix there. I know he may be leaving, possibly going back to Swansea on loan or another Premier League team. But I think, I think Liverpool, there's little shades of last season's Chelsea about them. So, although, you know, that was transfer embargo enforced, but you think Liverpool just, they're not being drawn into these massive transfer sagas. They're not going for the Jaden Sancho sort of figures. Um, but you think the likes of Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, um, Takumi Minamino, players like that who are kind of on the fringes or coming through the academy might just get those extra chances, those extra minutes to grow 
and then you you know you would expect one or two of those fringe players to actually like start to stake them for first team potentially by the end of the year. You never know. Um, so I think it's quite a nice it's it's a nice way of going about it rather than just th- you know throwing a hundred million at a team that is already head and shoulders above the rest of them in in my opinion at the moment. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. We will talk more about Liverpool uh, very soon in our predictions, I'm sure. Um, Leeds. They're back. Any thoughts? Any thoughts? I mean, they're back. Way. <laughs> I'm buzzing. I, I'm very excited to see Leeds in the top flight again. It's 16 years. It's a long time. Premier League feels like a better place with them in, even if you know, even if we're supposed to not like them. So <laughs> definitely, and with Bielsa, you know, it's uh, it finally happened, which is so exciting. Uh, it took them two goes, but we're here, um, and and the signs are good. Um, I would be worried about goals in their team. Patrick Bamford got 16. He was a top goal scorer in the league last year, mm. um, but he had an expected goals of 35 to get those 16 so that is, that's brutal oh, i'm not usually big on the whole the, the whole xg business but um even i can tell that's not a fantastic <laughs> fantastic result for him no, no 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 but he works really hard up top which is why bielsa likes him so much so yeah. he gets away with it hopefully uh rodrigo will seem to do the same thing um his pacing behind may cause liverpool some issues in in with their mm. high, high press uh on the counter um, but they've got a good squad uh, and they, mm. they know their their formation and how they want to play. They've had two years under Bielsa doing it now. Um, it would just be goals for me that is is the worry. Like um, mm. They've got Helder Costa, they just signed permanently from Wolves. He wasn't seen good enough there. He was never the most prolific. Um, Pablo Hernandez is their clutch player um, who mm. has been phenomenal in the championship for as long as I can remember. But he's 35. Um, there isn't obvious goals across the team, so I'm sure mm. Bielsa will be working on it. I've got full faith. Mm. Yeah, there were so I was thinking back to the the cup game against Arsenal, wasn't it, at the start of the year? And it was so intense and so technical, so exciting to watch. But then they lost one nil, and it was kind of like I remember thinking I've never been more impressed by a Championship team against a Premier League team, um, but. It, it's one of those where, it, like, could it be a little bit of a Norwich situation where they sort of have their philosophy and then sort of die by the philosophy? I, I would like to think that there would be a, a better version of that and they would stick with their philosophy and even if it does run them utterly ragged over the course of a season, um, I'd like to think that they, they have maybe that, that technical edge that, that Norwich maybe didn't have, that little bit of star quality that Norwich maybe didn't have. Um, but yeah, it all starts at Anfield in a... In a bit of a walk in the park against the champions. Um, prediction for this one? You've got to go for the favourite again on this one. Um, I'm saying, you know, 3-0 Liverpool. So I've gone 3-0 both games. Um, I think I think Liverpool are going to show that they're still a force. Uh, Community Shield wasn't quite the representation it may have been. But uh, Liverpool are still here. They're back. I'm going for a nice. I'm going for two nil again. I mean, that's pretty boring, isn't it? Really, three nil, three nil, two nil, two nil. But hey, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> a lot of goals in all the other games, I'm sure. Uh, and let's see, you can find all the details on all of the games on RadioTimes.com/sport. Um, just type in for our Premier League fixtures. We'll, we've got we've got everything. We'll we'll tell you the times. The I mean, my week has just been looking at TV listings, uh, trying to make head and tail of it. But um, yeah. 
go there, go there. Uh, moving on, Fantasy Premier League. Uh, I had my FPL draft last night. Um, look forward to losing. I, I came last in our draft last year. Hey, that's not good. <laughs> sort of forgot to draft strikers. Um, <laughs> that was sort of a, a bit of an issue. Um, limped through with Delafeu, Jota and some other plotter, I believe, oh, last year. Um, didn't go well. Didn't go well. But I got I got second pick. I got Aubameyang with my second pick last night. Right. So. Mm. Not a bad little shout. And I just need my, my, what, one of my final picks, uh, Mitchy Batchway. Just need him to go to Crystal Palace. And he was like the, the second last, the 13th round pick, I believe. Uh, my third striker. So I need him to go to Palace and I need him to bag. So... Well, it sounds like he's down to. He's he's hinting, isn't he? He's hinting. He's, he's hinting. I mean, he's probably going to go somewhere completely different now, and that's me screwed. But um, well, a forward line you could have Batshuayi, Ayu, Zaha, Eze. That would be tidy. It's not bad. Um, Eze is a great player, by the way. Saw him a couple of times. Tore us apart in the championship. Tore Sunderland apart, which is, <laughs> I mean, that's it's not an achievement, but uh, <laughs> still got to do it. Um, what, what are your thoughts? Have you got any tips for us? Have you got any? What's your team looking like? My team has been through some changes. Uh, there's been a few rounds. There's been a few calls. Um, I've settled. I've settled now. I think um, it's it's a funny one with um, without the four teams playing on the first game week. Yeah, kind of throwing things. Um, one thing I also gonna um, make people hesitant on is um, Suchek at West Ham. Now, he was guaranteed for me at five million. He pushes forward, scores those massive headers, um, but I think he's going to be hit by the old uh, COVID self-isolation mm. uh, issue. Um, so I don't think he'll be available to play the first week. So then they've yeah. got very tough fixtures after that, haven't they? As well, I think really West tough. Yeah, I yeah. looked at, looked at Antonio as well, but he's just like dark red across the board. <laughs> so Not he was really, straight out. Um, my, my wild card, though, the one I want to shout out is I've gone Kepper as my goalkeeper. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know what I think about that. <laughs> it could go well, uh, it could go poorly. Who knows? <laughs> I'm not... I just don't trust Chelsea. I just don't... I, I think... I mean, they're going to win every game. If, if every game they won sort of 4-2 last season, I think it's probably going to be about 6-4 this year. <laughs> so... Um, I'm not feeling it, but mm-hmm. well, he's he's a he's a, he's a bargain. Now. He's a bargain this year. He's five million, uh, mm-hmm. which is you know 0.5 less than Patricio, for example. Um, and I've got him and Ryan. Um, and I think if Chelsea if Chelsea start well, you know they've got Thiago Silva at the back. I just think he could pick up some save points and some and some clean sheets. And if not, I'm happy just to you know sack him off. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I had Joe Hart in goal last season, so you know, well, don't trust that one. R.I.P. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not fancy him this season. Spurs second or third goalkeeper. No. I'm uh, my my current toss up was between. So I had this morning. I woke up with Harry Kit because I just I just think Harry Kane is just gonna he's just gonna do it this year. I've just mm. got this feeling Harry Kane's gonna do it. And I woke up with Harry Kane, Mitrovic, Brewster as my friend three, just to leave Brewster at the back. Swiftly changed that to Jimenez, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Mitrovic. Ooh. I fancy Calvert-Lewin a little bit here. My, I actually, my, um, my housemates yeah. done exactly the same thing. And I've gone for Callum Wilson over Calvert-Lewin. That was kind of my toss-up. 
because I think Callum Wilson in that Newcastle side, if they've got Fraser playing, all those new mm. signings, it's just going to be built for Wilson to be the goal scorer. Mm. I've got St. Maximan in there, hopefully to try and yeah. squeeze some assists. And I know they've got West Ham up front, uh, West Ham up first, uh, which should be. I mean, they look a bit of a mess at the minute defensively. There was a video on social media, wasn't there? Did you see that about West Ham? No. It was a goal they conceded in pre-season. I, I can't remember who it was against. Oh, my word. Go and find it. Go and find it. It, is, it gives me so much hope that St. Maximan is just going to do a madness um, straight off the bat. So What's the pod? I'll be right back. I'll be right back, Mike. Yeah, I'll be right back. Go. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's like the... It's this. I always think fantasy is like this finely balanced it's like a lasagna <laughs> you can't have too much sauce on the top you've got to spread it out throughout the layers you know otherwise like you know i mean is that the analogy let's go with that analogy. That sounds delicious the lasagna of fpl you don't want all the pasta at the bottom and all the sauce at the top you've got to have that sauce firmly mixed through the middle um so i've gone with alexander arnold in there doherty in there um Fernandez is going to come straight in. I think he's my number one target once uh, Manchester joins the Premier League. Um, we'll see. And we'll be bringing you all the latest tips. Um, I mean, if, if I'm doing well. <laughs> if I'm not, I might go quiet. Between us, we might have a couple. We might have one or two occasional pearls of wisdom each week, uh, whether it be on Football Times or whether it be on RadioTimes.com. Um, and finally, to round off, we're going to bring you our predictions and you're going to not agree and it, it, you're going you're gonna to hate us for this, but <laughs> just get angry. Get it, angry. Go for it. Um, title race. We've already alluded to it. Liverpool probably going to be in the mix. Um, I'm backing them to win it. I think it'll be tighter, but I'm backing them to win it. I'm not. Um, we had a lot of deliberating about this over on MRTD Mag. Uh, the current mags are new season predictions. So we've been racking our brains to get that 1 to 20. Um, mm. And I pump for City. I think Guardiola is going to be in a bit of a mood after last season. It was a bit embarrassing yeah. for their side. And I think their players, Aguero, you know, how many levels has he got as the main mm. striker again? I think they're going to be on a bit of a tear and dominate. Uh yeah my one I, I so i sort of worry a little bit um i sort of when when company left i just think you can't that, i mean that was it last year wasn't it company was sort of you take him out of that team the defense kind of crumbled they would win five nil three games in a row and then lose one nil and like even if liverpool were just picking up solid one nil churning them out i don't think i don't know whether city have that in them just to just to churn out those reliable solid wins grind the big games you know with, with you know a, a rock solid defense like liverpool had last season um this is my home this year with um hopefully laporte back and more available this season and and ake yeah. at the back um you know i think that hopefully with those two playing and then alongside Fernandinho, maybe if he's still playing there, I think that gives him a little bit more balance. Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a risky one, but uh, I think Liverpool they were very fortunate last year with injuries. You know, if Van Dijk gets injured and they're playing mm. Matip at the back, they're a different side immediately. Mm. Uh, and I worry that an injury to a Van Dijk or a Mane um, does just change their makeup too much. Whereas City. Bringing in Ferran Torres, who looks like one heck of a baller. Um, they're just building again. 
It's mad. Interesting. Yeah, I, I haven't seen much of Torres actually yet, but he could be an interesting shout, especially with sort of that um, the David Silver hole opening up. Uh, you've got Foden, who is supposed to sort of step up into that role. Um, whether Mares plays more, who knows? Torres sort of in that mix somewhere. Could be interesting. Could be very interesting. Um, could you see Chelsea? Could you see Chelsea edging into that title race? They are the hype team. I'm putting them down as, as in on paper on FIFA, you would look at that and you would you would have your four two three one. You'd have Havertz sitting there behind Werner, Zayech and Pulisic either side. That's I mean that is that's tasty. That is very tasty. Unbelievably stacked up top. It is from from very little to too much. Uh, mm. in one go. Um, Havertz, I love. I think he's brilliant. Breaking through the lines, scoring goals. I watched a lot of the Bundesliga over lockdown and he was unbelievable. Um, Werner, we've known about for seasons. Up top, I don't think they're going to have any issues putting that ball in that net. Um, we haven't even talked about like Hudson-Odoi or Abraham who have both mm. had really great spells. Um, but then, you know, backtracking on maybe my FPL picks, you look at the back, <laughs> the centre-backs... <laughs> And you've got Thiago Silva, but next to him, he's still going to probably have Kurt Zuma, who has his off days. Um, and I think maybe there's a couple too many of those are going to have them um, a lot closer. I think I think both Chelsea and Man United are going to be a lot closer to the top two um, or to the to the title than than they were last year. But um, City and Liverpool are just that step above, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They are. I think um, a good start for Chelsea. It's one of those where they could be in it sort of till Christmas. Uh, it could be in it even even sort of January, February sort of time. I could genuinely see three teams sort of battling out. It's similar to how Leicester were last season, which seems like a long time ago now. Um, but but those three teams kind of in it, and then I would expect I don't know maybe maybe some of the the young players to a bit fatigue maybe or I'm not quite sure if an injury sort of piles up. Um, yeah, Kepa starts letting in four howlers a game, and my FPL <laughs> drops to <the> floor. <laughs> Wilson just crying at the side of the road with his fantasy friendly. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, I mean Caballero is probably never the answer, but okay, let's go with that. <laughs> um, moving down to, so I'm going with general dark horses. This could be at any any sort of part of the table, really. Um, I really don't want to massage your ego here, but I did a predicted table and um, gone Wolves sitting in fifth. Fifth? And I don't know if that I don't know if that is really really stupid. Uh, so Raúl Jiménez is just oh my word, I love that man. He does everything, doesn't he? He just does everything. If he can keep Traoré's shoulder in place for more than a game or two, which that seemed to be a problem during lockdown. Yeah, despite the baby oil, it would still just. Out. <laughs> yeah. um, great sound. I hope that translates over Zoom. There we go. Um, if uh, if you can keep his shoulder in place, Poddens, from what I saw, looked like he had a few flashes. Um, you've got you've got the new lads that are. I mean, half of Portugal are signed in this window, and just sort of not maybe to start straight away, but just sort of options to have on the bench to come off the bench. Cody, loud mouth. Loudmouth for England, um, just commanding at the back. Seems like a really good figure to have there. I don't know. I just, they just seem very settled. Yeah, yeah. We've, as Wolves fans, uh, we've been, we were worried for quite a lot of the transfer window. We didn't, didn't sign anyone. Um, 
our fullback uh, places aren't nailed down. Um, but we just signed Marshall um, and you know a couple more Portuguese players. <laughs> We've got ten now in the squad, so nearly a full eleven. Um, but it, it's a it's a case of trusting Nuna, really. Like from the day he's come in, Wolves have just succeeded and succeeded and succeeded. And I've gotten down in seventh. Um, that was my predictions a couple of weeks ago. Maybe I'd rethink that now with the new signings. Um, mm. But despite losing Doherty, um, I still think we'll be strong. I think those clubs under the top, you know, the established top six, yeah. um, do have to sell a player. Leicester have done it with with Chilwell. Um, they sell one every season. I think Wolves might end up going that way. Um, mm. We're going to be right about there again. We missed out on the Europa League by the skin of our teeth last year. And I think we'll, we're in, real, in a shot for it back, definitely. Mm. I worry a little bit about Leicester. I've, I've got them a bit further down the pitting order. Um, but I kind of I see the sort of the the so-called top six um, and Wolves sort of being that 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 forming the top seven um, yeah. in there. And I don't know. I just I think I think Wolves and Arsenal are probably the two maybe better Spurs little signings if if Mourinho gets them gets them to tick. I lost you there again. Oh, you said Wolves and Arsenal, and then it cut. Okay. Um, yeah, I think Wolves and Arsenal uh, are probably best placed for for fifth, maybe uh, ahead of Spurs. But I, again, with Spurs, they've made some half decent signings. If I mean, it's, if you keep Kane and Son fit, um, if Doherty turns up and and uh, you know keeps up that rate of production, then they could be in, in with a shout. Um, I've also got I've got two more dark horses further down the table. I think Newcastle might do all right for the reasons we've said previously. I really rate Callum Wilson. Um, I think having also having Fraser in there, having Matt Ritchie in there, getting the old gang back together. Um, you've got people like people like Andy Carroll will feed off Ryan Fraser if he's putting balls into the box. Um, so Maximan's a wild card. A bit less pressure on Joel Linton. Um, who, the, to be fair, there's probably still a player in Joel Linton. I think I think it was just far too much on his shoulders. He was the guy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think he is a lost cause. I don't think he's ever going to be a sort of twenty-goal Premier League striker. Um, but I, I just think with the pressure eased off, maybe if he comes on as a sub, a bit more of a chance. They might play um, him up there with Wilson, which might be nice because Wilson's yeah. played with King or someone in kind of more of a. You know, not a lone striker role, and maybe that was too much on Jolinton to, you know, he'd be knocking down the ball, and then there'd be no one within twenty yards of him. So hopefully, yeah. Wilson, that'd be perfect for him. He's got pace. He, he's clinical. Um, I'm excited for Newcastle. Um, yeah. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, it didn't look like that. No, no, no. no. When uh, when the Saudi Arabian consortium um, pulled out, I was I was truly devastated for them. <laughs> I'm sure you were. True. True. No sleepless nights were had at the thought of them becoming <laughs> the richest club in the history of football. Um, and also Aston Villa. Oh, so this okay. is a rogue shout. This is a rogue one. I like Ollie Watkins. I like the signing of Ollie Watkins. I like um, Cash coming in um, at right back. Um, they've been a bit more reserved in the transfer window this time. I think their players have had a year to settle. Um, Grealish looks like he's staying for now, fingers crossed. Uh, Sergio Romero, who I just rate so highly, um, is coming in. They're quite measured, thought-out signings, I think. Um, they're clearly backing Dean Smith if they're buying his 
his best mate from from Brentford. Well, um, a lot of money, up to thirty-three million pounds. A lot of money. Um, yeah, I, I just I don't maybe not top half, but I I, I don't know. I, I can see a lot of their a lot of their performances last year. When I saw them, maybe I've just watched the wrong games. But I thought a lot of their performances were all right. It, they just it was it was individual errors that were costing them. Mm. And it was it was those individual mistakes. Um, I think it was Rainer dropped a couple of howlers towards the end of the season. Uh, I can't remember who else it was. Uh, Ingles, I think it was, dropped a couple of in a, in the same game. He dropped a couple of howlers. Um, it, I think if they iron those, it's just ironing those individual mistakes out. I think their team performances aren't awful. Mm-hmm. Um, I could just see them being fairly comfortable this season without really doing too much. I mean, I'm not going to totally agree with you <laughs> when we get to maybe the relegation um, spots you might, you might do. <laughs> Nothing to do with the Midlands connection uh, on that one. Um, they, they did well to stay up last year, but a lot, a lot of the creative weight was on Grealish's shoulders. Um, and I think they need to, to sort that one out. Their front line could look a lot tastier. Watkins um, as, as a nine, if they're going to play in there, um, is great, but it, it, it happens to brilliant players that they come up and it may be just the, the wrong club and they don't score the goals that they need. Um, I, I love Watkins. I really love Brentford. I thought they were brilliant. Again, last year, I was devastated for them not to come up. Um, but is, Wat, uh, is Watkins going to score another 30 goals? I'd, I'd bet on Mitro getting 20 goals over Watkins getting 20 goals. I just think the type of player Watkins is um, mm. He's going to need the support around him, um, and I don't trust it that being El Ghazi or Trezor Gay to to chip in with enough enough too. So, yeah. um, but my dark horse. Before we move on, I am going to have to shout out Southampton. Um, yeah. I'm a little worried they could be pushing Europe this year. Um, Hassan Hootel has got them playing some intense football. That high press, counter attacking teams. Got Danny Ings up top. Bought smart Salisuv at the back. I've heard he's a great player. Um, I really think they could surprise some teams. Um, they were great after lockdown, and I think that's a good barometer for for this yeah. season. Yeah, I've thought that. I, I wonder whether a lot of the the form could carry over from from lockdown into now. Like, it doesn't feel like it's been much of a break. Yeah. Um, obviously, if I don't know, just something doesn't quite feel new seasony about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wonder whether some of that form will will sort of carry on, whether it be Sheffield United having a bit of a slump or Liverpool having a bit of a lull. Definitely. Who knows? Um, be interesting to get your men, you know mentality back in the game, um, get your head right before before a new season. Um, and just quickly to round off, um, let's now let's let's enrage a few people. Uh, Brighton, Fulham, West Brom, gone. Brighton, whoa, Brighton. that's a shout. Um, I'm sorry, I've got nothing against Brighton whatsoever. Um, and and feel free to correct me if I'm totally, totally off the track here. I feel like the recruitment has been awful for a long time. Huge money on really not a lot of return for that money. They've not really bought anybody this summer. They, they, they've spent minimal amounts of money. I, I think the, the two signs have both been like under a million pounds. I know it's not the ultimate barometer, but it's not, it's not that great is it really let's face it I think they play some they just play some pretty bland football and is that too harsh I just I just can't get excited about Brighton whatsoever I think you mentioned earlier a bit about Crystal Palace at least they've got people like Zaha Eze 
Uh, if Batshuayi comes in, I don't uh, look at that Brighton squad and see anybody who really gets the pulse racing. <laughs> I, I, don't, don't know. I don't think you're wrong with that, that front line. I think that could definitely do with some work. Mope is still going to get goals um, and, and Gross uh, will get some assists again. But when you look mm. at the back line, um, Matty Ryan is definitely one of the top keepers outside of the, the established crew. Um, and then they've got Byrne and Ben White, who was amazing at Leeds last year. Yeah. Tariq Lamptey came in and did really well. And one of those two signings you talked about, Joel Veltman, they got him for half a million pounds, but only because of a release clause that Ajax told him that they'd put in the deal if he stayed another year. So Brighton tapped him up like a year ago and said, when this release clause comes in, come to Brighton, South Coast, it's lovely, you can have fish and chips every week. Um, <laughs> and he's going to, and he's a, he's a Dutch international, and I think he could really step up. I don't think they're going to concede many goals. Um, I may double down on the uh, defenders when I see the, the, the lineup, maybe a dunk. Um, I did look at I did look at White I did look at White because um, I know he'd had such a good season with Leeds I, I just I, I don't know I think I think the top half is going to be so hard to crack this season uh, to the point where the likes of Newcastle Southampton could still be in the bottom half and I just think that's going to sort of compound everybody down Burnley I, I think they're another team who they're never going to go down because because Sean Dyche is basically a wizard. Um, but again, I just it's it's hard to get too excited about them. But I think if you keep just the way it works, I think it's going to be a lot of strong teams in the Premier League this season. And obviously, that is going to be proven completely wrong. Somebody's going to have a have a mare. Um, yeah, I I I just can't get excited about Brighton. Um, prove me wrong, Brighton. Prove me wrong. <laughs> Um, uh, I agree with you on the uh, the amount of quality in the Premier League this year. Um, squads look really full of of talent. Um, mm. Even West Ham, who you know their fans are so pessimistic about the season. If you look at the individuals in their squad, there's still mm. phenomenal talent there, and that's why I'm, I'm going to again agree with you with Fulham and West Brom uh, going down because I think they're just going to lack that edge. Um, when it comes to it at the crunch time, the, the really brilliant players that are just going to keep them up. And then I think Villa there too. I think they've got one outstanding player still, Villa, in Grealish. Um, and even though you know we spoke about Watkins, I think that will be the difference, just those key, yeah. key players at the, at the back and up top. Yeah, West Ham, a, a final word, I guess. West Ham, um, obviously the fans in uproar, Mark Noble in uproar. It's a, it's a messy, messy situation. I'm sure we'll be coming back to that throughout the season. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think in the in the likes of Antonio, if Suchek sort of keeps keeps performing, um, they just uh, Jared Bowen, people like that who kind of goes under the radar. I look to him with fantasy. Um, they've they've got a few players there who I think will just drag them through games. I think I think they're going to be tormented in a few games, uh, judging by what I've seen from the from the back line. I think they'll be tormented, but equally I think they, they do have a couple of match winners in there and if people like Halleck can step up Felipe Anderson uh, Yarmolenko Yarmolenko's still there um, they've got so many forwards I want to shout out for Niles as well there was yeah. such big talk about him and Premier League's a hard league to adapt to so maybe this year it's the league for Niles comes and plays that 10 and plays all those passes and, and maybe yeah. they can do okay but um, yeah I think but that'll I think be just about all right I think they'll 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 stay up kicking, screaming, and with individual players dragging them over the line. Um, that wraps us up 
for the, the, the first edition of Football Times of the 2020-21 season. That sounds strange saying it out loud. Um, thank you very much for joining me, Mr. Wilson. We'll be joined by one of the Match of the Day boys next week. And uh, yeah, bear with our sort of technical situation at the moment. We're all on Zoom. We're all on Zoom. Um, but we hope to be bringing you uh, Football Times from the studio before too long. Um, check out the Match of the Day. What, what's in the Match of the Day mag this week? Should have asked. I'm going to shout out this week uh, Match of the Day mag's activity special. So this is on shelves now and it's full of the best of quizzes, colouring, designing your own kits. It is jam packed. If you've got footy mad kids out there, this might be the mag for them. <laughs> What a tremendous advert. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks good and I can't wait to get some colouring in done um, when we're not allowed to see friends from next week once we all get put back under house arrest. Um, thank you very much for listening. Come back to radiotimes.com slash sport. We'll be previewing every Premier League game, uh, giving you all the TV details and everything you need to know on how to watch every moment. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. I think, I think I got an email to keep it recording. I got an email just as I said, bye-bye. Right at the end, yeah. <laughs>